Good afternoon. Hello and welcome to the Vegas Hockey Girls podcast for Sunday, November 19th, 2023. Sunday Hockey in the Steel City, episode 20. I'm Colleen. I'm Mandy. And we're sisters who have loved the Vegas Golden Knights since day F and one. Yup. Um, so our goal with this podcast is to get you 100% up to date with all things Vegas Golden Knights in 15 minutes or less. So, injuries. We have nobody injured. Yay. Haig was back and on the ice and ready to play today. So, it's the first time all six of our defensemen are on the ice or in the lineup for this whole season. Amazing. So, last game. Our game just finished up against the Pittsburgh Penguins and Riley Smith. And guess what? We lost. We lost. <laughs> we freaking lost. And not only that, we were shut out like a big goose egg. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> right. So I don't have very many details. Honestly, we didn't play that bad. We played really good. The goal, Their goalie just did good, and we lost. So there's not much to say about it. Nobody got hurt, and we got shut out. So that's the second shutout on this road trip. We better get it together. We got one more game that Mandy will tell you about in the future. So Lingo Spotlight, <laughs> right? I want to go over this this time. Um, hockey is known as the fastest game on earth. And if you've ever watched a game up close, you definitely agree with that. However, a potentially confusing part of the game is players coming on and off the ice during the flow of the game. It seems like random, right? Um, who comes off? Who goes on? How do they know? So line changes. How do line changes work in hockey? A player is allowed to change at a stoppage of play or while the game is still happening. If they do it while the game is happening, it's called changing on the fly. Coaches are responsible for letting the players know. Now I know what the coach is doing, right? Because it's really hard to tell who's coming off and why and all that. Uh, The coaches tell the players which line is coming out next, and they generally keep certain players together. Each shift only lasts about 45 seconds. So let's break down all the tactics and strategies on how an NHL team will make line changes during a game. So how is a team organized for line changes? An NHL team during the game is made up of 12 forwards and 6 defensemen and 2 goalies. The forwards are broken up into 4 lines of 3. Each forward line has a left wing, a center, and a right wing. So that's one line. The defensemen are broken up into 3 pairs, left defensemen and right defensemen. So if there's no penalties, there will be 3 forwards and 2 defensemen on the ice at all times. Or another way to say it is one of the forward lines, and one of the defense pairings. The players are organized on the bench to sit in these groupings or of players with the forwards on one side of the bench closest to the opponent's goaltender, and the defensemen are on the other side of the bench closest to their own goalie. Each of their line with each of their lines or their pairings. So from there, the coaches will indicate which line will go out and play and which are the subsequent lines that are going to follow the previous lines or pairings. Again, there's two times that the players will make these substitutions while the play is happening or during a stoppage. Line changes while the play is happening. The term used for players changing while the play is happening is called changing on the fly. Changing on the fly is a necessary part of the game to keep the game flowing and for the stamina of the players. Most other sports require a stoppage in play before a player is allowed to substitute in, but not in hockey. This unique feature of our sport, where a player does not have to check in with the referee before coming on or off the ice, is what allows hockey to keep its flow so fast. If there was no changing on the fly, there would probably be more whistles as teams would want to freeze the puck or stop play to allow tired players to come off the ice. Um, it's not unusual to see a hockey game f- go 5-10 to 10 minutes without a stoppage in play. 
The players also do not have the stamina to stay on the ice for more than a minute or, or two, considering how hard and how intense NHL players are. They try to keep shifts short. If they are caught on the ice for too long, their play will start to diminish and the other team could capitalize off tired players and create more scoring chances. So how they actually change on the fly. A player is allowed to change at any time while the play is happening. However, the player coming on is not allowed to come onto the ice until the player that's coming off is within five feet of the player's box. This results in a case where, for a few instances, both the player coming onto the ice and the one coming off will be on the ice at the same time. However, if the substitution is not done correctly, it could result in a penalty. If the player comes onto the ice before this five feet, then too many men on the ice penalty will be called. And that's a minor and that's a two-minute power play for the other team. In addition, when both players are on the ice, neither is permitted to touch the puck. If either player touches the puck, even within that five-foot zone, the team will also be called for too many men penalty. The coaches will run benches and let the players know who's going on the ice next and which forward line or defense line is up next. And then it becomes the responsibility of the player to watch for the players they are substituting for and when to go on and when to come off the ice. For instance, if you're the centerman on the bench, you will be watching the centerman on the ice for when he's ready to come off, and he will be, you will be the one that goes on. This goes the same for the left ring, ringer, the right winger, and both defensemen. Teams will usually try to change as much as possible as units, but this is not always possible depending on how the current shift is going and may have to just switch off positions one time or two. Um, once the line has gone onto the ice, the coach will indicate to the team the next line that's going up. The so coach does make some adjustments during the game and may switch up the players playing on a certain line to try to create a spark. Um, lane, line changes that happen during a stoppage of play. So the much, um, the much more straightforward time for the substitution of players is the changing after the whistle. After a stoppage of play, with a few exceptions, a team is allowed to change their players on the ice. The team will usually change in lines and pairs, or maybe an individual player might come off to get a line or a pair back together. Many of the coaches are always looking at getting certain players out against the other team's top players. This is similar to a manager in baseball wanting a specific pitcher to go against a specific hitter. For instance, in hockey, a coach will often want to get their best defenseman out there against the other team's best forwards. Um, the other time that they will do changes is zone starts. So a coach will also start certain lines more often based on the location of the faceoff. If the line is a weaker line, and usually there's your top line, second line, third line, fourth line. So if it's one of your weaker lines, they will often get more starts in the offensive neutral zone. Uh, the coach is willing to sacrifice some offense to make sure they don't get scored against by having a substandard line starting in the defensive zone. But when are teams not allowed to change lines after a whistle? There are a couple times when a team is not allowed to change lines. The most notable is when the team has been called for icing. When a team ices the puck, they are essentially shooting the puck from their side of the red line to the opponent's end of the rink. The NHL wants to discourage teams from doing this as it could become a crutch to give a break to tired players. So this play is whistled down with a faceoff being held in the zone that the team that iced the puck, as well as the faceoff coming back to your zone. The team that iced the puck is not allowed to make a line change. This can be a big disadvantage if a team has tired players on the ice. The other team still gets to change players so they can stick out fresh lines. And if they win the faceoff, it gives them a big advantage by getting a score 
a scoring chance or two. So have fun watching the line changes. There's a few sports that um, there are few sports that allow s- substitutions on the fly, and it's one of the aspects of hockey that make it truly great. And it keeps play fast, flowing, and exciting. Just an example is our number one line is Barbie, Eichel, and Marchi. That's our number one line. They usually play together. Howden, Stevenson, and Stone. Cotter, Carly, and Amadio. And then Carrier, Waugh, and Colasar. And then our defensive pairs, McNabb and Theo. Marty, Petrangelo, Haig, and White Cloud. And then lastly, we have special teams units. We have a power play unit. So that means that if we are on a, a power play, this is he mixes up all the players and puts out the absolute best. So our first power play unit is Stone, Carlson, Marcheseau, Shea, and Jack. Eichel. And also our penalty kill unit is different than all the other lines. Our penalty kill unit our first team penalty kill unit is Jack Eichel, Carlson, Brandon McNabb, and Alex Petrangelo. So those are the four players that are going to be on number one um, to try to stop uh, the other team from scoring. So I hope you enjoyed that piece about lines, and then we can uh, learn more about it in the future. Here's Mandy with upcoming events. Player spotlight. Oh, just do upcoming events. It doesn't matter. Player spotlight. Right on. <laughs> Lauren Brassois, who's number 39 for the VGK, and he's a goalie. He was born March 23rd, 1993, which makes him 30 years old, born in British Columbia, Canada. He is married to Caitlin. They do have children, but they are very private about them, so there's no info. On April 4, 2013, the NHL's Calgary Flames signed Brossois to an entry-level contract. On July 28, 2021, following his third season with the Jets, Brossois left as a free agent and was signed a two-year, $4.65 million contract with the VGK. His position is a goalie. The goalie defends the opponent's shots. The goalkeeper... Keeper's position is a key positioning with special training and their own equipment. The main task of a goalie is not to let the puck into the goal and to strengthen the self-confidence of the team by successfully defending said goal with his body. A strong, safe goalkeeper allows his team to play more offensively offensively and striking strengthens their back in critical situations his emoji is a flexing arm and i couldn't find the reason why it's a flexing arm which it should have been a croissant for the <laughs> i uh, agree for the laurent croissant brossois is like every girl's dream guy he loves to clean he likes to cook he keeps his side of the closet clean oh wow he brings home roses and presents and takes care of you if you are sick but when he is sick he likes to be babied <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. and you did Lauren Brassois because he's on the cup yeah yeah he's on the cup and he's a goalie and I like the goalies so right on okay upcoming events awesome November 22nd at Dallas against the Stars at 6.30. Stars is a dumb shape. <laughs> this Friday, you guys, there is a bunch of stuff going on at City National Arena starting at 8 a.m. Bruce will be handing out donuts before the practice. And 
at the Arsenal at City National Arena. If you buy the book, It Hurts to Win, there will be players that are signing the book. So you guys need to get down to City National Arena. Also at 11 a.m., um, it's the Vegas Golden Knights practice, Chances Pizza Party, and post-practice, Chances Kid Zone signing. So they will be signing stuff for the kids. So you guys should get there. What's the date on that? Uh, November 24th. Also November 24th, there's a meet and greet with Zach Whitecloud at Flanker Bar and Grill from 5 to 7. Tickets are $20 if you want a picture and something autographed or you bring a toy just to get something autographed. December 3rd is the Sippage Shop at the M Casino in the Milan Ballroom. So come support the small businesses. There will be lots of stuff there. So you guys should do your Christmas shopping there. Yeah, for sure. January 1st, VGK versus the Kraken at T-Mobile Park in Seattle for the Winter Classics. Winter Classic. Yeah, we're going to go to that someday. And I hope those jerseys aren't the jerseys. Yeah, did you guys see that? The preview of the jerseys? I don't see how that could be. I swear that's a joke. It has to be. I mean, they're not that bad, but it does look like the V is flipping you off. So And it's so plain. It's yeah. like, I can't imagine someone got paid so much money to create the jersey and that's what they made. It makes me want to do it. I would totally yeah. create a badass jersey, dude. All right, so where can people find you? VGK Goalie Girl on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere, Facebook, TikTok. Right on. And we are Vegas Hockey Girls on Facebook. Vegas, um, we are Hockey Girls Pod on X, VegasHockeyGirls at gmail.com. Subscribe, follow, please, on Spotify. Thank you for helping get our female voices out into the hockey world. And also, one more thing. Did you want a free Hockey Girls podcast sticker? Yes, they're cute. Yeah, we have some to give away. So send me your address at HockeyGirlsPod at gmail.com, and we'll send you one in the mail. No charge. One address, uh, one per address, please. And yes, anywhere in the world. Bonjour. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so next game is the day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving Eve. So what are we going to do? Beat the stars. You got this, boys. Stars is a dumb shape. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. Right? <laughs> I wrote it down somewhere as a note. And it's like, how do, I don't need to write it down. It's in my head forever. <laughs> that was so funny. Bye, yeah. everyone. Bye.